Hello, good morning, and welcome to Desi Sportscast live stream. Sincere apologies for yesterday and the late cancellation. There are gremlins in the system at my end, uh, and so I apologize for that. But hopefully, whether you're joining us live on the stream or listening on the podcast, it's really good to have you. And it's even better to have um, Prasan with me. Prasan, all the way from Bengaluru. Good afternoon, my friend. How are you today? Good morning, dear Bharat. I'm very well. Thank you so much. Uh, it's been a rough couple of weeks, I guess, with all the new developments that we're having, but uh, some are holding on and uh, hopefully everything turns out for the best. How are you doing? Yeah, well, uh, like you said, um, things have changed rapidly since Saturday here in the UK. Uh, Christmas, Christmas has pretty much been cancelled. Plans we were promised, uh, uh, I thought were not good plans anyway, allowing five days of mixing and what have you have been narrowed down to one. But that's just in my area. But again, I've heard this morning that that might change. There might be an announcement because they've created a new tier for London and the southeast, where mm. fortunately a new strain has come to light, which spreads very quickly. And that was reflected, um, although the figures yesterday were really bad. I think that's a reflection of the new strain. So, yeah, we had yeah. good news um, about the vaccine and the rollout. Five hundred thousand people were vaccinated which is really good and then we had the bombshell on Saturday but uh, yeah 2020 is going to not let us go without a fight um, but um, I also needed therapy uh, session with yourself and that's why I'm so grateful that you found time to join us today after the cancellation um, of the show yesterday because I'm in desperate need of some therapy and uh, picking up after what can only be described as an embarrassment and living in England, supporting India uh, in test cricket, you can imagine what happened and I'll share the uh, stuff that has been happening here. But um, what happened? You need to talk me through this because I was not expecting that. Um, obviously, we're talking about the first test. Um, you've had a couple of days. Hopefully, you've had therapy and people have talked you through uh, what's happened. Um, now you need to do the same with me. Yeah, well, for starters, my, my diet plan went straight out, straight out of the window because I had to really binge eat on that day. I uh, couldn't really fathom what was happening. You know, I mean, a whole team failing to cross even 40 runs, 36 for nine, was certainly a shock that none of us were... Um, anticipating to say the least i mean you know considering that it was the indian team it was a full strength indian team uh, probably you know rohit sharma was the only missing piece in that puzzle but having said that um, i think i think everything basically went wrong uh, you know the batsman uh, nicked so many deliveries and uh, it just seemed like uh, it was a whole uh, bowling game so to say you know like you know the we were getting skittled out so easily and it was a pretty pretty big shock uh, to say the least i think there was there can't be much said about it um, I think it doesn't happen too often. We've seen that. Um, I fondly remember when, uh, I mean, not fondly, I clearly remember when RCB got bundled out for 49, but it hasn't happened uh, too often after that. So I think it's something that certainly uh, was probably an off day in my opinion, you know, I mean, uh, but it definitely wasn't acceptable. Having said that, uh, we can only hope, you know, it doesn't, the same thing doesn't transpire in the next three tests. And when you saw Tim Payne batting the day before, aggressively and you thought you know the, the pitchers have too many demons and certainly it didn't have too many demons um so you know you, you call it a bad day at the office 
there are bad days at the office, but um, if it wasn't for Vihari's four near the end, this would have been, you know, the worst test cricket score ever. And um, I'm just thinking of um, having bad days at the office, but this is um, back in the day, I remember um, Indian players getting um, absolutely um, annihilated in the media going home at, when they went home after disastrous series. What's the, what's the reaction been has it been generally similar to yours a bad day at the office or has there been a bit more anger at uh, the way uh, the second innings was played out by what are seasoned international players yeah well i mean i think i can tell you one thing for certain is that people want a minimum of three to four changes in the team you know after that uh, debacle that happened at adelaide uh you know prithvish obviously that the way he got out wasn't ideal um you know he's a lot of people are obviously questioning his technique and uh, the way he approaches his batting. And it's only fair that he's coming under that criticism because, you know, I mean, uh, you can you can only do little when you have a backlift that comes all the way from wide gully. Um, and when you're facing bowlers who are bowling north of 145, 150, it's uh, it's only natural that you're, you're definitely going to miss the line of the ball and uh, you're going to get castled. And that's exactly what happened. So, I think the problem starts from the top and uh, that's certainly something that needs to be addressed. I think a lot of people are asking for uh, Shah's ouster from the team. Um, and I mean, yeah, I think uh, overall it was it was a pretty, pretty uh, confusing day for everyone. And uh, as we mentioned, you know, it was a shock. I think social media people were all over the place. People couldn't really believe what was happening. Some people even woke up after the test match ended and they were wondering what really happened uh, they couldn't even uh, figure out, you know, what was happening. So, I, I think uh, it, uh, that Saturday will probably go down as one of India's uh, worst ever days on the cricket field. Um, 36 certainly isn't an acceptable total in Test match cricket specifically. And um, we're definitely going to have quite a few changes. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really uh, hoping that we make a few changes because I think we really do need some apart from the fact that Kohli and Shami won't be available. Yeah, I'll come to that. But I, I want a bit, bit of a defence of uh, Prithvi Shaw. I mean, before he was selected uh, and uh, people, uh, he was named in the opening uh, test lineup as opener. Um, were people already saying that or they sense that he shouldn't be opening or were they saying that in hindsight? Yeah, I mean, I think considering the way he played in the IPL, you know, he, he really wasn't convincing, uh, which is why he didn't play all the matches in the IPL. He was benched, benched for a few games. And uh, people didn't really trust his technique uh, up uh, up the order, you know, against some really good bowlers like Hazelwood, Stark, Cummins. And uh, he was obviously uh, susceptible to the moving ball and that pace. So, and that's really what happened. And uh, I think a lot of people expected him to fail at the top. And uh, unfortunately for Prithvi, that's exactly what happened. Um, he couldn't uh, he couldn't buy a run and uh, he couldn't uh, score a run to save himself. So, I think a lot of people uh, sort of were... Uh, were really, you know, bothered by the fact that he was included in the side ahead of Gill and Rahul. But let's not forget, you know, he was picked for the Australian um, tour the last time around as well. But uh, he fractured his ankle and that's why he didn't play. But um, even in New Zealand, you know, although he wasn't really great, he did, uh, you know, score uh, a 50. So, I think uh, he is someone who has a lot of talent. But um, what happens with his backlift, at least in my opinion, is that that works in Indian conditions because the ball doesn't, re you know, really uh, rush in and uh, doesn't rush the batsman. Whereas in Australia, there's very little time for you to actually get your bat down in time and play the stroke. So, uh, I think that was a real differentiating factor. And uh, the fact that he was very late into playing his stroke, 
uh, he'll probably need to work on that backlift. And given the fact that a lot of people expected him to fail, uh, he didn't score. And so that's that's probably the reason why everyone wants him out and probably someone like Shubman Gill or KL Rahul to take his place at the top. Yeah. Uh, and again, um, I just want to, I was going to make the same point in the sense that he was the, one of the very few um, batsmen who scored a, uh, a decent innings in New Zealand. So that's the last outing. He had a good series to end as well at home last year with a century. Um, so, and being 21. But um, in terms of, um, you mentioned his technique. Um, is that not um, changeable when you come to play for India? It should be before, during the close season or when he's playing for a state. Who, who's, or is it his own responsibility? Or, you know, where do the coaches come into this? Well, funnily, funnily enough, when uh, Ricky Ponting was doing commentary for the first test, you know, in the first innings, uh, he pointed out this very flaw of Shaw that, you know, his back lift comes a little too high, it's a little too wide. And uh, there are very good chances that Mitchell Stark can actually disturb Shaw's timber. And that's exactly what happened. And incidentally, Ponting is even Shaw's coach at the Delhi Capitals. So I think if the problem could have been solved, it could have been solved a long time ago. But uh, probably, you know, the, the real fact is he's a little too flashy, in my opinion. And uh, Shaw really needs to understand probably that Test cricket is a whole different ball game when compared to the limited overs uh, series and, uh, you know, the ODS and T20s that they play. So... Uh, we had this. Uh, uh, we had this hope that the players will get out of the T20 shell, ODI shell, and uh, come up with a patient knock in the Test matches. But unfortunately, for sure, that hasn't been the case. And I think he certainly does need to play some of first-class cricket, you know, in the domestic circuit. Uh, correct his technique because what happens is if the ball even is uh, slightly swinging into his pads, he's very susceptible to that, and uh, it's definitely going to trouble him in conditions abroad. So. I think he needs some time in the domestic circuit. And uh, for all the talent he has, he certainly has so much of time on his hands. You know, he's just 21, as you mentioned. Uh, he doesn't need to be rushed in at the top. And uh, that's why I really feel, you know, probably... I mean, I, I'm not too sure if they're going to bench him because given that Rohit Sharma will be fit for the third test, uh, they won't really have anyone to drop with the reason. So, uh, they might give Shaw another go, in my opinion. And uh, if he fails, then they'll definitely get in Rohit uh, as a straight swap. The other reason I feel for sure, and all the folks uh, that's been put on it uh, at a young age, and um, you know, you've mentioned his technique, but um, the last three test matches, uh, when you look at two, the debacle uh, last week, it was pretty much the same batting lineup, and all three test matches finished, you know, within three, three and a half days, something, you know, very short. So it, it can't be just on him. And, you know, we didn't get over, I think it was 250-odd. We didn't score over that in any of the uh, six innings or uh, uh, in the test matches. So is the focus being unfairly just put on Shaw? He's an easy target. And there's the yeah, other well, batsmen need to look at themselves, including Virat, let's face it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, I think there are two schools of thoughts there. You know, the first thing being uh, Prithvi Shaw's, obviously, as you mentioned, easy scapegoat for anyone uh, because he opens the batting and, uh, you know, the foundation has to be laid out by the openers. And if the openers get out early, then it obviously builds a lot more pressure on the uh, rest of the batting unit. But uh, truth be told, credit where it's due, you know, the Australian bowlers bowled extremely well. And I think Steve Smith made a really good point Um in the pre-match, uh, I mean, uh, he he was in a conference a couple of days ago, or I think it was yesterday, where he mentioned, uh, uh, you know, that 
that particular innings uh, where Australia bowled was probably uh, the best he's seen that Australian attack bowl in the last five years. And, you know, that's obviously a big uh, shout out to the way that the Australian bowlers bowled. <laughs> they pitched it at the perfect length. They got the ball to jab back in just a slight bit. It held its line and it sort of induced the edge of the bat. So, I think um, it, it's a whole lot of uh, credit that has to go to the Australian bowlers. Probably you can pinpoint a couple of flaws here and there in the batting, uh, you know, saying that, you know, uh, the Indian batsmen sort of just planted their feet towards middle and off and uh, they should have probably um, pl- plonked that fr- front foot a little bit outside off or something like that to negate that uh, going away delivery as well. But uh, there's little you can do once the match is done and uh, you can only point out at the flaws. But I think it should all come down to the way that the Australian bowlers bowled. They hit their length and they maintain their line perfectly. and. Um, I think it really belonged to the Australian bowlers and uh, not so much the Indian batsmen because they were completely outplayed by a brilliant spell of bowling from all three fast bowlers, but in particular, Hazelwood and Cummins. I mean, Australia is a tough place to go to anyway, uh, regardless of which Australia are playing. But then to get a, a loss is bad enough in your first test. But then to get a battering and an embarrassment uh, collapse like we did. And then on top of that, like you mentioned, um, Virat, we knew, was going to leave. But now we've also lost uh, Mohamed Shami. Um, how easy is it going to be for them to be ready uh, for a couple of, uh, in a couple of days for the Melbourne uh, Boxing Day test? Because, you know, it, losing Virat, they knew. So mentally, they could have, you know, started preparing themselves, especially uh, Jinx. And, um, but then they've had this debacle. At 36, so a lot of batsmen will be down. The the star player who probably would have motivated them, shouted at them, and had a few words has left. Uh, how do how do you recover from this without this tour becoming a nightmare tour? I think I think the game of cricket is such that you know you can you can just play it down to the fact that it was a really horrible day. There's nothing much that could have been done because. I mean, to be honest, if you look at the way the Indian batsmen went, got out, right, there wasn't one rash shot that the batsmen attempted. It, in the end, it was all edges that went to the keeper. The, it's not like the batsmen were leaving a huge bat and pad gap. It wasn't like they were chasing wide deliveries. Uh, the ball just sort of held its line at times. It just, uh, you know, moved away slightly from the batsman at times. So, I think it was a fantastic and hostile bowling spell from the Australians and uh, not much to do with the Indian batsmen. So, they probably just need to wipe the slate clean and move forward. Um, I think even Steve Smith and Nathan Lyon both mentioned that uh, uh, the Indians will be looking to bounce back and bounce back hard because MCG, we know... Uh, you know, MCG is a very, very tough place to bat, and uh, you know because of all the conditions, so it's 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 going to be a huge uh, challenge without Virat Kohli, like you mentioned. But I think it just gives an opportunity for the others to step up and score for the team, because the last time we were here, Pujara scored three hundreds. Uh, Rahane looked extremely good in the practice matches. Uh, obviously, Mayank Agarwal looked good at his stay uh, before he was bowled by Pat Cummins. So I think there's a lot of positives to take from the first test that happened and uh, they probably just need to move on and you know play it down to the fact that that was probably a very very bad day and that won't come for the next uh, you know maybe even a decade uh, you know that sort of a horrible performance like the way it's being termed probably won't come for a long time so I think it's just about sticking to the basics and uh, needing to play out that early spell with the new ball and I think uh, they'll be good to go because if you're playing at the international level that just means that you're one of the best in the country and uh, that means that you have all the skills you have all the technique and ultimately it just comes down to needing 
to use that technique and use that skill, use that experience in the middle and uh, battle out the tough conditions. So, and let's not forget, you know, I mean, India scored 244 in the first innings and the Aussies couldn't even score 200. So, I think um, that 36 run uh, total that we finished with is being uh, harped on too much. I mean, for a fact, obviously, it was a very, very... Uh, it was probably one of the worst moments in cricket history for for the Indian team given. But again, it was all down to the way the Aussies bowled and the Indians didn't do too much wrong. So, I think uh, the Indian team is being harshly punished for what happened and it's time to probably move on because it's never going to happen for the next decade or so, in my opinion. Well, I hope it never happens at all <laughs> because uh, <laughs> the only person that might be happy and I'm saying it, you know, in a nice way because he probably isn't being a patriot that he is. It's an old devastal because the monkey's off his back from that 42 yeah. in England. But uh, <laughs> yeah, Indian supporters in England took a battering. I mean, you can lose to Australia in Australia by eight weeks. It's not a problem. But to get yeah. pulled out by 36 and not a single player getting to double figures, uh, you should have seen the messages that were flying around. Um, it was <laughs> We had to take it, I suppose, um, yeah. uh, and uh, deal with it. Uh, uh, it's not something that they're going to let go, I'm sure, for a while. Uh, but, um, I mean, you, you sounded quite positive in terms of, yeah, I mean, we had the first innings lead. Uh, I think Tim Payne was dropped quite early, wasn't he, before he built that partnership. Yeah, yeah. And, um, but we couldn't break that uh, late wicket uh, partnership that they had. That made a difference. And going into the... Um, our second inning with a lead of about 60-odd with nine wickets. Yeah, I think a score of 200 would have been challenging. Um, so, yeah, there were positives till that innings. And, uh, but I also also go back to my main point, which is that, you know, pretty much this batting lineup has not dealt, was pretty well. It was really poor in New Zealand. And now it started off this badly in Australia in the second innings. But you are very positive that they can... Um, put it all behind them and um, they've got the fighting spirit and uh, they'll be uh, back because that's what Virat said in his press conference that let's not linger on it it's done and dusted let's move on I think that was his message uh, mentally do you think the players are of that mindset yeah I think there's no doubt that uh, that innings will probably be at the back of their head but uh, you know you really need to move on because test cricket offers a whole lot of challenges and you need to take every single ball by the merit you can't think about your previous dismissals and say okay you know what the ball probably moved away from off stump it took the edge of my bat and it went to the keeper because the next ball can come in and uh, you know it can shatter your stump so I think test cricket offers a whole lot of challenges which uh, you need to deal with with every given minute every given second and uh, they really need to put behind that uh, that uh, debacle that happened in Adelaide because again as I said you know it, it completely comes down to the way the Australian bowlers bowled they were fantastic and I think um, the Indian bowlers also need to learn from that because it, it took us I think a, a good 10 overs before Mohamed Chami was introduced and uh, he he's the first one who really hit the stumps and uh, you know, Bumrah and Umesh Yadav both didn't hit the stumps. They, uh, the Australian openers were happy to let the ball go. And in test cricket, it's very important to make the batsman play. I mean, um, uh, you know, all all the bowling that you do, you know, if you don't hit the stumps. And let's not forget, Joe Burns obviously wasn't in form. And uh, he was pretty much on the same boat as Prithvi Shah. But what happened was Umesh Yadav and Bumrah were both spraying the ball wide. Um, they were digging it in short and they were trying all sorts of things. And they just didn't target the stumps. 
and uh, that's probably why burns was allowed to settle in and wade also was allowed to settle in and that's probably where we lost a little bit of momentum as well but having said that i think there are certainly a lot of positives to take from this match and um, uh, from the match that happened and i think they just need to put it all behind uh, it's a fresh test it's a new venue uh, a whole lot of challenges key players not being there kohli and shami will both not be there for the indian team so i think they'll need to sort of sit together and discuss strategies and uh, come up with a good show in melbourne well hopefully um and i'm glad you're still positive because um i've not been positive since uh, then but having spoken to you and um you've um, improved my uh, expectations a little bit i'm still tapering them because i think this could turn <laughs> to one of those uh, series that we had back in the day where we get whitewashed but uh, hopefully not but moving on to melbourne let's look forward to the uh, next uh, uh, test obviously we knew virat was not going to be there but now we know that shami is not going to be there and then obviously we talk about uh, uh, pretty sure and you said there's calls for uh, three or four changes um where do you think that well two or four changes so let's start with that um who's going to be replacing virat and who's going to be replacing shami in your opinion uh it see in my opinion i think kl rahul definitely can't be benched uh for too long on uh, depending on the form that he's in right now but uh that having said that uh that is the form that he's shown in the limited overs matches but he's turned into an all-round batsman who's uh, capable of playing in any position in any format um but look i mean the last first class match that kl rahul played was in august 2019 uh he obviously didn't play any of the practice matches um that i mean he was available for the second practice match but he didn't play that and uh, shubman gill looked solid in uh, the couple of knocks that he played uh, in the practice game so i think uh if they don't want to bench prithvi shaw then they'll certainly opt for shubman gill in the middle order to play in that number 4 position and uh, as for shami i think uh, siraj will definitely come in uh, siraj looked uh, decent in the practice matches and um, of course he also swings the ball so that's another facet of the game that he's probably going to be useful in and so i think siraj will come in for shami and um, i i feel um, shubman gill might come in place of virat kohli and um, kl yeah i really want kl rahul to play but uh, i mean i don't know as a, as i said uh, because of the fact that uh, virat kohli mentioned in the pre first match uh, before the first match he mentioned that prithvi shaw is a whole uh you know youngster with a whole lot of talent and uh, you know the team management will back him uh if shaw plays that means there probably is no place for kl rahul but if shaw doesn't play that means probably gil goes to the top of the order and uh, kl rahul takes kohli's place so i think there are a whole lot of combinations that uh, the team can try out and i think one more debate that's been going on for a long time is uh, saha versus pant of course uh, to that yeah 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 <laughs> Yeah, I mean Saha didn't do himself any favors uh, with the way he batted in the first test, and um, you know I I really feel rather than playing Rish, I mean bringing Rishabh Pant to Australia as a tourist, they might as well give him a chance and see how he does because uh, he certainly promises a whole lot of talent, and we saw how he went berserk in that practice match uh, to get to a century. You know the way he took on Jack Wildermuth, so uh, he has a lot of promise, and uh, you know I mean wicket keeping, obviously he is the keeper, he knows the trade and. the last time we were in australia he he affected over 20 dismissals so he's definitely no mug with the gloves and uh, he's a promising talent i think uh, a l- little bit of variety in that batting order can also help because he's a left-hander so i really want pun to play in uh, place of sahab 
would you play Punt as a batsman? Um, no, I don't think so because uh, it, it's probably just one more position wasted, and we have too many test specialists anyway. Because we have Pujara, Rahane, Vihari. Uh, I think it'll be really unfair on Vihari if he's dropped after this test because um, he hasn't done too much wrong, and uh, of course he has the temperament to churn out a good test match inning. So he should be given a go, and that just means that there's no place for another pure batsman. So it's going to be either Pant and Saha, and uh, I really hope that they give Pant a chance. Yeah, I, I you you know my thoughts on Pant, but I think that'll be a little bit tough on Saha because I don't think he. He didn't stand out as having a really bad test. Um, you know, it wasn't just down to him. So um, that's why I was asking the question whether you would play bunt to batsman because I think it'd be a little bit unfair on Saha if he was dropped after that. Um, but I can see where you're coming from that you can't have uh, bunt there uh, just uh, as a tourist. Uh, but in terms of the lineup, so you're probably looking at Mayank and Shaw opening up. Uh, who would be your number three? Yeah, I think number three is definitely going to be Pujara uh, because he he's obviously the best test batsman that we've got in the side. So uh, he's anyway batted at number three. Even when Kohli was there in the first test, he batted at three. So he's he's going to slot in into that number three position, in my opinion. And there's a call for Rahane to come in at number four instead of Virat as captain. Is that? Yeah, I mean he can come up the order, but that again depends on um, you know how how they're going to go about uh, who they're going to pick rather. If it's going to be Shaw, I mean Saha or um, uh, Rishabh Pant, and uh, if that number six position is sealed, uh, it's again going to be a battle between Gill and Rahul. So KL Rahul again is very adaptable. He can play in different positions, so he can come in that number five uh, position. But with Rahane coming in at four, but if they play Gill, I feel. He's someone who's suited to bat slightly higher up the order, and uh, if he comes in at four, that means Rahane will come in at five. So, a whole lot of um, uh, you know, I think more than the first test, everyone's anticipating the playing eleven for the second test because uh, there's also Jadeja in the fray, um, Siraj, Saini, so many players who can really come in and make an impact. So, uh, we're all really looking forward to uh, the way they go about uh, picking the playing eleven for the second test. You go with four bowlers again. Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't think there's there's a need to change that because um, again, three pacers and Ashwin was really good in the first test. Uh, you know, he brought about his variations, got uh, quite a few wickets. So yeah, he should definitely play. And uh, obviously, Siraj will probably come in place of Shami. So yeah, four bowlers are good enough for me. And in case there's a little bit of turn on offer, uh, Vihari is certainly more than handy with the ball. And I think we've seen Prithvi Shah bowling some leg spin in the nets. I'm not too sure how effective he'll be, but. Um, he, if he's playing and if he's in the 11, then uh, certainly he can probably pitch in with the ball as well. I hope he's not bowling. Uh, I just want him to uh, <laughs> bat, uh, bat in the nets and uh, have, a, have a look at his uh, technique. Um, but just, I'm glad you mentioned uh, Prithvi Shaw uh, because we, this goes back to what you were saying earlier, that he needs to play domestic cricket and um, have a look at his technique. Uh, but my big um, uh, question to you this time is, and it's a little bit based on what happened, first innings is and the big bash is happening in Australia as we know and we know that traditionally India struggle when they go to New Zealand Australia to England um, especially in the spring early part of the year um, I know they've worked uh, their power to ensure they don't do that now they could be in the latter part of the summer um, but um, why does the board not allow our non-contracted players or players who are not, you know, uh, in the international um, 
contention to go out and be available to be bought or be able to be selected for these uh, uh, T20 leagues um, outside? Because I know T20 is different from test cricket. I get that. But it's just playing conditions. And uh, we've seen how international players coming to play in the IPL in India has developed them. Um, why does the board have this um, attitude of not allowing young players to go out and be potentially selected to play in these international leagues and they have to wait until they retire and not reliant on the board? Yeah, well, I mean, I think that's a debate that's, um, that's gathered a lot of steam over the past few years because a lot of cricketers have... Uh, suddenly announced a retirement and, you know, gone on to play other leagues. We saw recently Yuvraj Singh and Manpreet Goni uh, both announced a retirement together and, uh, you know, went and played the foreign league. So, um, I, I, you know, in my opinion, the only real reason behind that is they don't want to depreciate the value of what the IPL brings because I think the IPL is the only tournament in the world where players from all countries, I mean, except Pakistan, obviously, come and play cricket uh, in the league. So, if Indian players go out and play other leagues, that just means that the IPL probably loses the value. Um, you know, they probably don't want to uh, risk that too much. And uh, that's that's ideally the only reason that I can see why they don't allow the players. Because otherwise, um, we've seen how the BCC is okay with allowing the women cricketers to go and play outside. Uh, the Women's Big Bash League has seen uh, Smriti Mandana, uh, Harman Preet Kaur, uh, Shafali Varma, I mean, some players obviously are, are still in the fringes of making the team. Probably they'll certainly be picked if given a chance. Um, Shefali is a good player. She can be picked. Poonam Yadav. So many good players have a chance of making the uh, Big Bass League team. So, I think the same strategy, if it's applied to the IPL, that just means the Indian players, the star Indian players will certainly add a lot more value uh, to the other leagues. And that just might depreciate the value that comes out of the IPL. So, that's probably the only reason. Apart from that, um, I'm I'm really not sure why they don't uh, allow foreign players. I mean, Indian players to go play in foreign leagues. And in, and I think the IPL has been an incredible boon for England in the uh, shorter formats of the game. The players have improved hugely, and that's why the ECB at the start, if you remember, were not supportive of players um, going to uh, play in the IPL. Uh, KP. Uh, being the obvious one, uh, Kevin Peterson, yeah. and uh, he gave up uh, playing for England to play in the IPL, basically. Uh, but now they're so for it, and you can see how much benefit is brought to, well, they became world champions last year, didn't they? And I think that's a lot down to uh, playing uh, high standard overseas. And um, I think, um, you, you know, just brought it back to me when you said that Prithvi Shaw needs to go back play domestic cricket improve his technique well, I think Prithvi Shaw needs to go and play cricket in Australia New Zealand and England um, or you know to improve his technique um, and that's why um, I, I did a live stream the other day and um, I just gave a bit of a rant about federation how much control they have over players um, I think the BCCI needs to let go a little bit uh, there uh, control. I think they need to give uh, young players um, the opportunity to go and earn some money abroad and improve themselves. Yeah. I think um, I, I, you think uh, sort of all of all people who benefited from playing county cricket uh, would know that uh, more than anything. But we'll see what if that changes. But in terms of um, uh, the World Test Championships, I know um, this is going to have effect on it. Uh, do you think our chances of being in that final, I think Australia will be there. 
Uh, I know they've changed the format in terms of it's a percentage of points. We've got yes. um, seven test matches left, three in Australia, four against England. England are going to be very tough when they come to Eng uh, India. It's, it's not the same England, but, you know, used to come there and we used to turn into turning wickets. But my, my uh, uh, the way I was looking at it, we need to win four or five out of that seven to have a realistic chance. Um, is anybody bothered whether we get to the final of the West World Test Championship or no? I think people are still trying to get a, a fair understanding of what it really is because ever since this percentage um, uh, percentage sort of a thing came into the picture, I think even Virat Kohli was surprised uh, with the change that was brought in. And um, I mean, the equation is pretty simple. They need to win as much as they can to have a good chance of making the final. And uh, given the fact that they lost the first test, it makes it that much more important that uh, they try and win as many as they can from here on. Because as you mentioned, uh, England team, you know, they're obviously a team full of stalwarts and, uh, you know, they have so much of experience having played in India, played in the IPL. Um, so, it's not going to be an easy task. But, um, you know, I, I think, uh, I still think the India-England series will probably go in favour of India because of the home conditions and uh, given that uh, all the players will be coming uh, off the tour of Australia. So, um, I think it's it's going to be a relatively, um, I wouldn't say easy, but it'll be slightly a uh, lot more comfortable for the Indian team. But they definitely need to win in Australia because uh, that's going to give them momentum. And if they don't win at least one or two of the next three test matches, then it's going to make it really hard for them to make that final for sure. Because New Zealand are looking like a million bucks. Uh, they're playing Pakistan uh, in the test series. And, uh, you know, obviously they're looking very solid. Uh, they really outplayed the West Indies. So I think... Uh, a lot of strong teams are there in the picture right now and India really do need to put their best foot forward and pick up as many wins as they can. Yeah, and definitely not um, lose badly in Australia. I think um, when England come there, I know you're confident again. You're always confident, which is which is um, really good to hear um, that you don't think India will struggle against England. Uh, but I think they need to win at least four or five, um, minimum four, uh, to have a realistic chance. I think New Zealand have obviously got Pakistan for two test matches, and then they've got two test matches away to Bangladesh, which is still to be scheduled. Yeah. So you expect them to get maximum points. Uh, so I think they're in contention. England is still in contention, depending how the series in Sri Lanka goes, but I expect them to win that. Then it'll be uh, a decider against us. Um, and the board, in their wisdom of... Um, release the itinerary um, in advance of that series and we've got two test matches in Chennai and two in Ahmedabad. Um, what do you think of the selections of those two places uh, for the four test matches? Obviously I, Ahmedabad, the Sardar Patel Stadium, I can understand the biggest cricket stadium in the world I think, uh, but it yep. might look a bit empty. Uh, you don't know what the situation will be in February, March. Um, do you think there'll be crowds in February in Chennai or is it too early to say? Well, it's definitely going to be hard to keep the fans away from the hotels. That's definitely going to be a point of contention because, um, you know, India is obviously a cricket-crazy country. It's it's absolutely impossible to have fans away from the cricketers, away from all the action. So, I'm really looking forward to see how the BCCI manages the whole show because uh, we're also going to have the Syed Mustaq Ali Trophy in uh, January, which is going to happen across five different cities. So, that's definitely going to be a dress rehearsal for probably the test matches because um, 
let's not forget you know with all this new virus coming in players coming in from england and all that nonsense that's going to be <laughs> spoken about in the media it's going to be a whole lot more challenging to even start the series uh, rather than the series being challenging on its own so but i think the choice of venue is obviously chennai is going to be a dust bowl and uh, the england players will definitely need to be at their best to play out the indian spinners but uh, the motra stadium i think we'll we'll need to see uh, sorry the stadium in ahmedabad will need to see how that goes about because um, it's a relatively unknown stadium but mm. i really don't think they'll have too many fans uh, it'll all come down to the situation of how the virus has uh, um you know how the country is reacting to the virus and what really is the situation so uh, it's going to be a huge challenge to even conduct the tournament or conduct the series in the first place but uh, the litmus test begins with the said mustaq ali trophy and we'll need to see how the bio bubbles are created and uh, how the teams are really going to be in one place because obviously the said mustaq ali will have all the top players from india playing uh, given that the ipl uh, probably the mini auction or even the mega auction might be held right after so Uh, it's going to be a very challenging cup first couple of months for uh, the bcci and uh, i'm really looking forward to see how they come up with the strategies and plans to make sure that nothing goes wrong and uh, everything's conducted in smooth fashion yeah and like you said i was going to mention the uh, side mustaq ali trophy in january uh, because that will be the real test run for the bcci um we gave them a lot of praise for the way they handled um, the ipl in the uae quite right Obviously, that's a different uh, ball game to cricket back home, and creating a bigger bubble, as it were. Um, and um, it'll be interesting to see. Um, but you just mentioned there uh, the mega auction. Rumors I've heard is there won't be a mega auction, and that's why um, I have to wait another year before I see a team in Gujarat play. Uh, I know the decisions um, on. Is it tomorrow? In fact, twenty fourth. Yeah, it is tomorrow. Gonna, it's tomorrow, isn't it? So. Um, yeah. um i think um i read somewhere that um a new team will not have enough time to prepare even if there is a mega auction so they probably increase the number of teams but wait till um 2022 before they play but that'll give me enough time to find my uh, star player who i want to captain uh, the gujarat team <laughs> um so um do, do you think um anything will come out of the meeting tomorrow or pretty much um, or do you expect a mega auction to come and a new team to be added next year yeah i think it's going to be here be a huge logistical issue for them to um, you know sort of have two new teams coming in because uh, obviously we still don't even know if uh, the ipl is going to be held in india or it's going to be taken back to the uae and having two new teams this means that a whole lot of logistical issues that they probably wouldn't want to deal with right away considering that uh there's a whole new variety of the pandemic that's coming in and uh, you know it's it's just starting to creep into the minds of people creep into the minds of players officials and all of that so i i definitely don't think that there'll be two new teams uh, they're probably going to postpone that idea for uh, probably a year and uh, they might just make a couple of small tweaks to the ipl that's existing have a mini auction um just make sure that there's a little, little bit of flavor a little bit of variety because there's a reason that they're conducting the said mustaq ali trophy from jan 10 uh they could have easily postponed that citing um, you know the pandemic and all of that but if they're conducting the said mustaq ali trophy that this means that uh they're looking at the big picture they're looking at the ipl and uh, so there certainly might be a, a small auction or a mini auction as we like to call it so uh as i said you know three big months for the bcci uh a lot of lot is lot will be happening in indian cricket and uh, 
I, I don't think anyone's going to uh, remain devoid of action, so to say. Yeah. So uh, it, yeah, it's going to be a very interesting three months for us. Yeah, and starts on Boxing Day because we want to see how they fight back. Um, just as a side, do you think um, Hardik Pandya would be a good player, a good first captain for the Gujarat team? <laughs> Why not? I mean, he has everything uh, it takes to, uh, you know, he's, he's a fantastic guy in the field. Actually, even Virat Kohli mentioned that, uh, you know, Hardik Pandya knows that this is his time to shine because... Yeah. Uh, he's someone who takes responsibility. He's in the mold of MS Dhoni, finishing matches for the side. Um, he's a real team man. You know, we saw the way he came on to bowl in the ODI. And um, it, it's just very impressive that uh, he takes challenges head on. And that's a really good hallmark for a captain. So, why not? I mean, uh, if you don't want Suresh Raina, you might as well go with Hartek Pandya. But given the form and uh, given what he's brought to the table for uh, in the IPL... I definitely don't think the Mumbai Indians are releasing him any time. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think he'll be one of the retained players for the next years for Mumbai. Uh, but yeah. uh, I just want to also touch on another uh, sport. And it's the sport that brought us together, actually. And um, you, I don't know if you caught the documentary on Amazon on uh, the Jaipur Pink Panthers. Yep, yep. team. What a wonderful... Uh, that, that was a surprise for me. I didn't know that documentary was there. It was, I was just on Amazon and it popped up as a recommendation. I watched, I binge-watched all of them in yep. one go. And it, what a fantastic documentary, giving a really good insight into the players, the backgrounds, the changes they've had to adapt with. And it just made me want Kabaddi back. Um, what, firstly, what did you think of the documentary? And are there any, you know... To any news about uh, the Kabaddi League coming back in one in some format? Yeah, I mean, uh, speaking about binge watching, I think uh, so. Uh, my brother and I, we even watched it before. A couple of uh, my friends at the Jaipur Pink Panthers even watched it. So we were really looking forward to the uh, show because I think it really brought about a whole lot of emotions. It brought about what Kabaddi means to um, not just the players, but even someone as high profile as Abhishek Bachchan, uh, the way that a team atmosphere is. And after the test that uh, released on Amazon Prime, the documentary about the Australian test team, um, I think Sons of the Soil is a perfect example of how uh, sports has a whole lot of up and down. And uh, players really need to be able to uh, sort of, you know, evolve in that whole circle and... Uh, Put their best foot forward. So I, I think it was a fantastic initiative. And uh, Kabaddi coming, unfortunately, I don't think it's going to be there until March next year. Uh, that's what I've heard. And uh, I think everything's going to be uh, put on hold until the IPL is over. So I think we're going to be in for a long delay. And uh, hopefully it comes back because, yeah, Kabaddi is certainly uh, a very, very exciting game. And uh, a lot of people are really looking forward to it as well. And for me, obviously, you you um, brought out the love for Kabaddi uh, for me, and I really got into it, and I was so looking forward to season two for me. Yeah, and obviously, uh, we know what happened, but it gave me a really good insight into the players and the pressure they're under, but also yeah. um, the passion of the owners. You meant Abhishek and his um, co-owner, I forget the gentleman's name, uh, how he Bunty did yeah, and how heated and involved they are. And I think fair play to Abhishek. I thought he came across really well in the sense that he was even questioning himself as to whether he was micromanaging this team too much or, you know, getting involved too much. But, um, and 
the other highlight, well, not highlight, but insight was uh, when Amitabh Bachchan did that uh, voice uh, call. And yeah, so, you yeah. know, what's happening? You're losing, <laughs> you know, oh my yeah. goodness. It just gave, gives you that the, these, uh, some of these owners are, you know, really, uh, really involved and really invested in their teams. Uh, but I did uh, feel sorry for um, uh, say Deepak uh, Huda, the captain. Um, obviously, he was a star player by a long way, uh, but his his leadership uh, was questioned uh, quite a bit. Um, I did feel sorry for him, uh, but um, some of the young players and what they've been through and their village life, um, I thought it was a wonderful insight and I really, really enjoyed it. Fair play to Jaipur and uh, Abhishek for allowing that. Uh, and um, I just uh, was hoping you'd say, yeah, the, the Pro Kabaddi League coming back in uh, April, look forward to it, Bharat. Uh, so I'm going <laughs> to uh, pen it into my diary, but we'll have to wait and see in yeah, what happens. We just need to wait for a little longer. Yeah, no, fantastic. I loved that series. It was, it was brilliant and uh, brought back memories of our conversations covering that uh, season. Uh, but yeah, it was it was good times, and hopefully they'll come back soon. And they will come back starting on Boxing Day. Um, yep. Win the toss, uh, bat. Yeah, get I the, think, uh, uh, get the gremlins out of the system. You don't want to wait <laughs> until the Australia batted and put you under pressure, or whatever. Yeah, batting first is always a good option in Test cricket because um, you know the the players can rest up. Uh, you know, get a feel of what uh, really the test match is, uh, how it's headed, really. Um, and obviously, given the fact that um, they got bundled out for 36, I think the batsmen will be itching to come out and prove um, their talent, their worth, their skill. So, bat first, I mean, win the toss and bat first, I think, would be the perfect choice for Rahane. Uh, Rahane and short to hit a century. And um, we'll be back on track. Fantastic. Well, this therapy session I've been waiting for since uh, Saturday because I knew I was speaking to you this week and I thought I needed uh, some time with Prasan. Um, thankfully, uh, it's helped a lot and now I'm in a positive frame of mind. Looking forward to Boxing Day. Um, are you still confident? Uh, final thoughts on your prediction? We're going to come away with a win, uh, series win and retain the uh, Border Gavaskar Trophy? Yeah, well, I mean, uh, I'm definitely optimistic, I'll tell you that for sure. Uh, but given the fact that, you know, obviously we don't have Kohli, we don't have Shami, um, it's going to be a huge challenge. And uh, given that, I mean, let's not forget Rahane has a 100% win record as captain, but uh, one of those wins came against Afghanistan. But nevertheless, you know, it's obviously 11 people playing for their country. They obviously have to be the best at the business. Otherwise, they're not going to be in the team. So expecting a lot of good things from the Indian team and uh, hopefully... Um, if they get their ducks in a row and uh, you know put what is uh, what went wrong in the past, I think uh, they can certainly come out uh, uh, with a lot better result. And they should take a lot of positives from the first test. You know, given that they did take the first innings lead, I think it's very important. So they'll hopefully take uh, positives from that and positives from what Virat Kohli told them before flying out of Australia. And uh, yeah, really looking forward to the test match honestly because uh, Boxing Day test is always exciting. Um, and let's not forget they don't have David Warner. So hopefully if we put Joe Burns under pressure early, that just means um, we might set the cat among the pigeons early in the Australian camp. Fantastic. Brilliant way to win. A lot of positives. Um, but I want to take this opportunity to wish you, your family, a very happy Christmas. I hope you have a fantastic time, uh, some time off 
And uh, the main thing is um, stay safe, my friend. And as always, um, thank you for today. And uh, we'll catch up again next week. Absolutely. Thanks for having me again. Always a pleasure chatting with you. Uh, Merry Christmas to you and your family as well. And uh, hope you stay safe and we'll talk to each other soon. Thanks again. Bye.